Transfer portal deadlines. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. We'll talk about the Texas State transfer portals, comings and goings. All right, and then you have some assistant uh, coaching hires at a Marshall. Uh, we are waiting for news. So yesterday, January 2nd, was the last day to enter the portal. So the portal is closing one way. It doesn't close the other way. Kids are still obviously coming out of it. But yesterday was the last one to go in. So interestingly, Malik Hornsby quarterback from Texas State, formerly of Arkansas, is back into the portal. All right. And a lot of those NCAA rulings over the last couple of weeks, allowing him to transfer again without waiting. We'll see where he ends up. But does that lead one to believe that the starting quarterback is coming back? We'll get into that uh, later on. All right. So there's also there's also talk yesterday, and we I mentioned it a little bit in the podcast. And so we want to credit where the credit is due. So the portal report on... December 29th, put out the schools that Raging Cajuns, former Raging Cajuns quarterback Zion Chris was telling them have received interest from, okay? Uh, these were in no order. I'm going to read them from the order that I put them in, that I retweeted it, because some of them are not available anymore. And this was, remember, this was put out on the 29th. I tweeted it uh, yesterday. So UCF, Georgia, Duke, Colorado, Utah, all right? Then you have South Carolina, TCU, Cal, Houston, Tulane, Western Kentucky, and Buffalo. Okay. Uh, and those were the, the top five. UCF just got their quarterback, right? That's going to be K.J. Jefferson. So that's he's not going there, right? Georgia has their quarterbacks. Carson Beck is coming back, I think. And then the rest of them are, you know, all, all four or five stars. Uh, I think Murphy from Texas went to Duke. Colorado has, uh, you know, Deion's son. And Utah's injured quarterback from last year is coming back. Okay. So then where do you go from there? Then you get the Power Five schools in South Carolina, TCU, Cal, and Houston. Houston moving up to the Big 12. And then you got the G5 schools, Tulane, Western Kentucky, and Buffalo. With all due respect to the bottom three, that is a slap in the face to the Raging Cajuns. That would be, to me, that would be a wake-up call if he's going to one of those, Tulane would be the most obvious. All right. John Summerall is familiar with Zeon Chris. Uh, maybe they have some NIL deal for him. I still think he'd be waiting a year there. But it is what it is. All right. But if he ends up at South Carolina, TCU, and Cal or Houston, and he's going to play, that's the big thing to me. Uh, you know, people were, were going back and forth on this uh, very politely, I will say. You know, Twitter or X cannot be that. But it was better back. It was a nice back and forth. You know, that he goes to Colorado and sits for a year. Is that what he's really going to do? Is he going to sit for a year? Does he get NIL money to sit for a year? I'm not sure that's the idea of going to the transfer portal is go to a better program where you sit for a year. This isn't a Mac Jones type of situation where he's waiting for his chance at Alabama. Right. This is moving on to another place where you think your situation is going to improve. I don't know how your situation improves waiting to play for Colorado. I'm not sure how that works out. Whereas I believe he would have been the starting quarterback for the Raging Cajuns. So he still has some 
opportunities with some Power 5 schools. Uh, what happened yesterday, and I do not know this. I guess we can confirm it maybe later this week. Uh, I was told, or I was told, it was on, on the Twitter, people responding, Mike Desimo has a rule that once you go into the portal, you can't come back. I don't particularly like that rule. I think that's a foolish rule. We see, uh, and there's a timing issue of this, so that's not apples to apples, right? Whereas, right, kids after the NCAA tournament in March, basketball-wise, can test the waters. They can get an agent. They can go through the process now. Whereas before, if you tested the waters, you couldn't come back. But you can come back up until like a few weeks before the draft. And you can still, I'm pulling my name out of the draft. All right. Now, that's a, that's a lot different than what football is dealing with because you got to be on campus for when school starts so you can participate in spring ball, right? This isn't really, you know, they want to be there for spring ball is mostly the idea. So you have a month or so, 15 practices to get ready for fall ball for the next year. Uh, But so the rule is, the rule is the rule that Desimo has, and I'm sure he's not the only one, has once you're in, you can't come back out. I don't like that rule. All right. I I just don't. Um, Excuse me. For, um, you know, kids all the time right now, we're going to get kids as of right now. It's not only going to be the 2024 signing class, but you're going to get juniors right now that are committing to play college ball. And going to sign in December of 2024. All right. How do we hold a teenager, which we can't, to keep his word for 12 months or so? when people flip all the time, okay? You know, it's tough for a 15 to 16-year-old and take them seriously that, you know, I mean, there's talk, right? Different state, different level, but Ryan Williams, the top wide receiver out of Alabama, is committed to Alabama. Some people still think he may be going to Auburn. We do not know. But these guys flip all the time. So are you saying that if someone commits to another school, but you end up getting him later, that's not going to work? All right. Uh, now, somewhere along the way, you do have to have a cutoff. Now, he's been in the portal for a couple of weeks. So maybe you do set a deadline to whereas you go into the portal, you get a couple of weeks, and half of that is during the holidays. But for the rest of us, that that matters. For those of us who are looking for work, really tough to do it, you know, right before Christmas and up through New Year's, right? Either people are on vacation, they're closed. They're doing their own thing. There's not a whole lot of hiring going on, whereas that's not the case with college football. College football rolls on. It may take a day off for Christmas uh, and or New Year's. But for the most part, if you want to commit during that time, you're welcome to do so. So if we want to have a deadline and say, look, you go in, he went in on the signing day, right, which was late. But then like the, the portal deadline was like almost two weeks later. By then you need to know. All right. So because... The team needs to know moving forward. They got to figure out their roster moving forward. All right. If you're still playing footsies with all these schools, we need to know. So I don't have a problem with setting a deadline. I would have a problem with you go in, you don't find out what you want. Maybe you get a bit of of an offer. Uh, You're welcome to come back. All right. Now, much, it was much quicker last, well, two years ago, technically 2022, uh, when Austin redid that for. Western Kentucky, right? Austin Reed, the Western Kentucky quarterback, setting all kinds of records, right? Uh, you know, um, 
he came in after Bailey Zappi. And he goes, ah, you know, they're going to play South Alabama in the bowl game. And he goes, I'm going to the transfer portal. We never really had reports whether he was going to play in the bowl game or not, but we knew he was in the transfer portal. And then about a week or so before the bowl game, he's out of the transfer portal, staying at Western Kentucky. And it doesn't take a super genius to figure out he got some NIL deal, which is good for him. Uh, but he was welcome back. He came back. Now, that's very different, right, coming back before the bowl game, before, you know, maybe even the early signing period and coming back. Uh, so that that timing is off, but at least he was welcome back. He went in the portal, coming back. Same with Grayson McCall. What's Coastal Carolina going to do? Say no to Grayson McCall? Of course not. Now, others say, you know, if he goes into the portal and he comes back, he's going to do it again. Well, that's what college football is these days, right? Just any coach can come in and leave. And the same thing for the player. All right. You want to keep the player, you know, you got to pay the player. That That's what college football is. I didn't set the rules. I'm just telling you what it is. So um, most people think that Zion Chris is gone. It'll be very interesting to see where he winds up. I still think if he hasn't picked a place by the end of this week, something's going on. That either he can't find a spot or someone is holding a spot for somebody else. And waiting for somebody better. I do not know. All right. So we'll find out. But it is interesting. You know, do we need portal deadlines? Once you go into the portal, can you come back? I'm still taking them back as of right now. You know, Cajuns are okay for this season and maybe next. But it would have been nice to have Zeon Chris as your quarterback this year. So we'll see how that goes uh, moving forward. All right. Speaking of uh, the transfer portal. All right. There was big news in San Marcos on... Uh, on, uh, well, maybe, well, no, yesterday. There was big news in San Marcos on a Tuesday. We'll talk about that when we come back. Let me tell you about LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn jobs know that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, that's billion with a B, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and may not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On, Sunbelt, your team every day. All right, we're doing these in the morning now. I don't really know why. Uh, but we are. I will say the Cajuns are trying to step up for their basketball game against JMU tomorrow night. Uh, first 2,000 fans are getting championship pennants. So that's a nice, nice little deal. Trying to get fans into the thing again. I'm looking for 5,000 fans to get it. All right. Uh, all right, meanwhile. Uh, big news over in San Marcos, right? So is that at the end of the year, I guess? Let me find out. Let me see if we can find out, Kev. So the big news uh, to begin with is that 
uh, Ishmael Mahdi was coming back. I feel like that was, was that like, was that like New Year's? You know, has, has anybody else lost track of the days? It's my situation is a little bit different, but just with the holidays, it seems like I'm a little bit off. So he did it. He did it on New Year's Eve. So Ishmael Mahdi posted a, a video that he was um, coming back, right? Thanking everybody. And then I don't know if everyone thought he was going to leave or whatever the case may be, but he's coming back. All right. So that was good news to begin with. Then yesterday, uh, early in the day, Malik Hornsby, the highly touted quarterback who started out at Arkansas and who I thought was going to be the guy last year at Texas State, but he had to ride the bench behind TJ Finley, played a little bit, uh, but didn't play a whole lot. I uh, never really got a chance, right? Finley was relatively healthy all year long. Uh, and so he went into the transfer portal. So if he's leaving, does that mean TJ Finley is coming back? That's that's what you have to think. Now, TJ Finley put out there yesterday at Kef Chiardello and others uh, noticed it. Again, I'm not on the Instagram. I post stuff on Instagram, but I don't scroll Instagram nearly as much as I should. Uh, but TJ Finley put it out there that, you know, coming up is he put out a, a, a just a, a picture on Instagram, like he's previewing a video, dear Texas state, sort of like Mati did. All right. And now, uh, Kef Giardello, I guess is. Uh, yesterday, everyone I've talked to around the team believes TJ Finley is coming back to Texas State next season. Just haven't heard from the man himself. So, again, should TJ, I mean, not TJ Finley and Mahdi, even if Zion Chris comes back, right? Despite the fact that Texas State can't seem to beat the Cajuns, uh, I would have Texas State as your preseason Western Division. Figure out that defense a little bit, all right? And if you got to figure out, here's the other thing you got to figure out, why they weren't consistent week to week. That's that's the one thing, right? Even in their loss to UTSA, the offense wasn't there. Defense played pretty well, but the offense wasn't there. And then, you know, w- one week they're getting hammered, putting up, you know, getting 77 points against them. And then the next week they're coming back for a win, right? That had a lot to do with turnovers, but why, where is the consistency? Is it just going from, you know, home to road and figure out why uh, that is? But uh, we will be anxiously awaiting, and I presume it's going to come sooner rather than later. I don't think we're going to be waiting a couple of days here. I would watch out for TJ Finley's decision to come today, or at least the decision may have been made. We'll see when the announcement comes that he's going to probably come back. All right, And that puts, I think, Texas State in the top spot uh, in the, in the Western division. And that is quite a leap from where they were two years ago, quite a leap from where they were this past season, uh, at least to begin with, right. They finished up, uh, very well. Um, all right. Also news from, uh, Texas state, uh, they bring in Barrick Neely, which is a great name. Uh, Barrick Neely, uh, he is the new running, running backs coach. Oddly enough, he was, uh, he is third in career passing yardage. Uh, Neely was an All-American and Walter Payton Award finalist for the Bobcats in 
2005. So it's it's been a minute. Let's see where he's been. Nearly Neely, a three-year letter winner for the Bobcats, led Texas State to the semifinals, uh, 2005 FCS playoffs. Joins Texas State after spending the last six years at UTEP. All right, so he's coming home. So good for Barrick Neely, good for Texas State. And we'll see, uh, despite being the running backs coach, if he, you know, puts a bug in TJ Finley's ear, like we could use you, you know, you stay a couple more years, you may be, you know, with DJ Kinney's offense, you may be able to pass me on the Texas State all-time passing yardageness. All right, uh, let's take a timeout. When we come back, Marshall hires uh, their assistant coaches. Uh, one sounded very familiar. And I wasn't sure where from, but I should have. And we will talk about that next. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. We're quickly approaching 1,100 subscribers. Please tell all your friends and family that love Sunbelt football, basketball, baseball, and softball. We'll be covering all of it. Uh, Appreciate it. Again, our best month ever, 250 subscribers in the month of December. That's the way to finish up the year. Don't forget about the audio podcast. Wherever you get your audio podcast, just search Lockdown Sunbelt, just to let you know. Uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify appear to be the two most popular. So I do appreciate it all. Uh, we are trying to line up interviews with players and coaches and broadcasters. Uh, maybe it's, uh, emails are going slow as the new year begins, but we are we are attempting to get uh, some guests uh, moving forward. All right. Uh, we'll be right back to talk about Marshall assistant coaching hires after this on Lockdown Sunbelt, your team. Every day. All right, Dave Schultz, locked on some about your team every day. Marshall announced their coaching hires uh, yesterday. We'll just read the press release. Marshall football coach Charles Huff announced several additions to its coaching staff on Monday afternoon. Former analysts Aaron Dobson, again, that name sounded very familiar. I'll tell you why in a second. And Bob Shoup have been ele- elevated to coaching positions, while Cody Krill joins new offensive coordinator Seth Deggie's staff as offensive line coach. All right. Deggie, whose hire as offensive coordinator was announced December 5th, has two new pieces to his staff with Dobson coaching the wide receivers and Krill coming in from University of Incarnate Word to take over as offensive line coach. That can't hurt because some of that is going to be what G.J. Kinney is doing, right? I don't think the offense changed all that much in one year. Uh, and you would hope it wouldn't. I don't haven't really kept up with Incarnate Word, but don't change something that's working. Uh, and so we'll see if that has any effect on the Marshall offense. Also, I'm a Patriots fan and have been for a long, long time. Not a Tom Brady, you know, come lately guy. We're talking Steve Grogan. We're talking Stanley Morgan. We're talking Timmy Fox. We're talking John Hanna type of deal, right? And so Aaron Dobson sounds familiar. And when you know it, he's the Aaron Dobson who played for the New England Patriots. And now he is coaching. All right. So uh, let's see. Following his playing days uh, with the Herd. Aaron Dobson was selected in the second round of the 2013 NFL draft by the New England Patriots, where he spent three of his five NFL seasons and 24 career games in the NFL. Dobson caught 53 passes for 698 yards and four touchdowns. All right. So pretty cool. Krill joins Marshall staff after serving as tight ends coach for the XFL's DC defenders. 
since September 20, uh, 2022. Prior to that, Curl spent four seasons as offensive coordinator for Incarnate Word. Oh, from 2018 to 2021. So does that mean, so he missed uh, G.J. Kinney there. Oh, interesting. All right. So we'll have to get our timing down there. Before he served the same capacity in Northwestern State for nine months before leaving for the XFL. Krill also served as head coach from Navarro College from 2015 to 2018. All right. It's a big year for, you know, Marshall um, and, you know, Charles Huff. It's kind of, I want to say it's going off the rails, but it's sort of taken a slight detour, right? What you thought you were going to have basically Cam Fancher for his third season, right? You know, and now you do have Cole Pennington, and he's been there for three years. Uh, but is he going to take the step up? And, you know, do you find some talent in the transfer portal to help him out, both on the offensive line and receiving? And how can you get this offense to be more explosive, right? I mean, it's the fun belt for a reason. And when you have teams like the Cajuns who can put up points and when South Alabama's playing well, they can put up points. Uh, and when Arkansas State's playing well, they can put up points and JMU puts up points and App State can put up points. Coastal Carolina, when they're playing well, can put up points, right? You're not, it's generally not going to win too much. Now, Troy won a couple years ago with this method. Um, with we can, you know, score 17 to 20 points and you just can't do it anymore and rely on your defense. It's just, that is an aberration to say the least. So you got to be able to go into a ball game, right? You know, it's trying to score 28 to 35 points. Obviously you want to score more than that. You want to score as much as you can, but things happen and everybody knows that going in turnovers, the other team makes some plays, but to think you're going to win too many ball games, you know, like that Alabama-Michigan game, 27-20, that's an overtime. That's an aberration, right? That's And that was some crazy football, right? That's a different story. Uh, and I think most of the time, the offenses are going to be high-flying. And they need to get a much more high-flying, much more consistent offensive effort uh, in Marshall, that in, in Huntington. Uh, they won't be able to compete if they don't. And that's where we are in college football, right? We are more towards the G.J. Kinney's of the world, the Butch Joneses of the world, the Kane Womack's of the world. Although Kane Womack, defensive guy, you know, his team scored 50 points three, to- <laughs> three times in the year. Pretty good. And so that's where it is. You know, that's – and when they wouldn't score, they struggle. Yeah, they struggle. They just did. It was an odd year for South Alabama. I'm still – I think the word is befuddled. I really am. I know they changed your coaching staff. I can't imagine that was the total issue. There's got to be something other than that. Maybe we find out. Maybe we don't. We'll see if our buddy Craig Stevenson from AL.com does sort of a South Alabama autopsy uh, sometime soon, sometime in between now and, you know, the beginning of uh, spring ball. Um, you know, they really are turning things over. Um, going to be a young quarterback. This will be the first time that Ken has had a young quarterback before he had right Jake Trotter and now Carter Bradley. Um, those guys were experienced coming in. He's had Gio Lopez there for a year, or will, and that will be a second year. So 
It won't be totally brand new, but it's it's breaking a kid in who hasn't played a whole lot of college football compared. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say Jake Trotter? It's Desmond Trotter and Jake Bentley. Duh. Sorry. I combined the two. Sorry, guys. Uh, all right. So we'll see where all that goes. But basically, you got to have a high-scoring offense to win in college football these days. Defense hopefully makes a play or two somewhere along the way, but you got to have a high-flying offense, and we'll see if Marshall can be not necessarily more explosive, but more consistent. Yeah. That was what they were lacking uh, this year. We'll see what happens moving forward. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Thanks so much for watching. We will uh, we'll hopefully preview the J. Well, we will preview. We'll see if we preview it with anybody. Uh, the JMU uh, Raging Cajuns basketball game coming up on Thursday night here in Lafayette. Everybody have a great Wednesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks again for tuning in.